Faithful Citizen, The Connection, Chapter 12. On the first Sunday of February, 1981, Granny answered the phone and called for Tracy. He appeared in the kitchen while Granny was still on the phone. Go down to the basement and get a screwdriver, she said quietly, still listening to the earpiece. What? Tracy began. Just get a screwdriver, boy, Granny said, covering the mouthpiece, and take it down to Aunt Jenny's. Tracy looked at her. I don't get it either, Granny said to Tracy. Jenny needs a screwdriver to fix her dryer. And she uncovered. He's on his way, Granny said loudly. Yep, right now. And she hung up the phone. Do you know what kind of screwdriver she wants? I don't know what she wants, Granny said. Or what makes her think she or Alvin can fix a dryer. Just do it. She's on fire for something, so get down there and bring it back. Tracy got a screwdriver and ducked out the garage door. Tracy knew to return the exact same screwdriver because tools disappeared down to Aunt Jenny's at an astonishing rate. But as Tracy approached the house, Uncle Alvin was in his car and rolled the passenger side window down. Get in, Alvin said, and hurry before Granny sees. As soon as Tracy got in, Alvin spun out and hightailed it down the road, talking a blue streak. Now you can't tell your Granny about this, Alvin said, and me and your Auntie, we've been talking about this for a long time. But a boy needs to meet his father. Tracy thought Alvin was right about not telling Granny. If she saw Alvin peel out, she'd figure what direction he was going and try to follow him. At the time, Alvin had a silver Mercury Cougar XR7 with a supercharged V8 engine and a jacked-up rear end with mag wheels. So, in reality, Granny couldn't possibly tail them. But Alvin took no chances, and took the first corner so hard he spilled the drink in his lap. "'We're late meeting your dad,' Alvin said, and caught up as much of his cocktail as he could. "'But I'm going to try anyway,' and he squealed onto the highway. As it turned out, Tracy's other real grandmother lived in Vandalia all along. Tracy had passed her house all the time on his way to Kung Fu practice. Then, Tracy remembered that he saw her once. Vera drove her Camaro, and little Tracy sat in the back seat. His mom took a turn down an odd street, stopped at the intersection, and rolled her window down. "'Lean up,' Vera said, and she meant business. Little Tracy unfastened his seat belt, leaned up, and looked over his mom's shoulder. There was a white Cadillac next to them at the intersection, and a well-to-do black lady drove it. "'Look at that woman,' Vera said, and the woman in the Cadillac rolled her window down to see better. Tracy looked at her closely, and thought the woman looked like another Granny Moody if she had her hair on. The woman instinctively looked back directly at Tracy, and their eyes locked for a moment. "'Who's that, Mama? Tracy asked, but Vera yelled into the Cadillac. "'This is the grandson you never wanted to meet!' she screamed. 
When the woman in the Cadillac realized it was Vera, she floored it and steamed across the intersection. Now Alvin was hell-bent for Vandalia, and Tracy got nervous. Okay, listen, Alvin said. Don't be scared. Your father loves you. He loves you very much. This is the first time you're meeting him, but it's not the first time he's seen you. There was a lot going on. Now I know you love your granny, so I don't want to say too much. You'll understand more later, but a boy's got to meet his father. Your dad's in town because his mother died, your other grandmother. Lucille's funeral was yesterday, and we have to catch him before he's got to go back. Lucille, Tracy thought. The lady in the Cadillac. Her name was Lucille. They pulled up to a house Tracy had been by a thousand times. Out of it came a tall black man with a broad chest and a complexion darker than Granny's. This was odd, because everyone in Tracy's family was light-skinned except Granny, and Tracy wondered how this man could possibly be his father. Hello everyone, Tracy here. I hope you're enjoying my story. We'll let you know how to support this podcast later. But for now, the best thing you can do is follow us and share it with your friends and family. So if you like what you're hearing, please help us out by telling people about it. And thanks again. Well, finally, the man said, we meet. Tracy's father looked at his 15-year-old son with a large smile before he spoke to Alvin, who called him Harry. His father spoke well, Tracy thought, like he had studied in school. His voice was quiet and serious when the matter called for it. But when he got excited, for his size, the man's voice went surprisingly high. Then Harry laughed a carbon copy of Tracy's laugh, and even Alvin noticed. "'Goodness, you sure laugh like Tracy,' Alvin said, and he turned to Tracy. "'Now, you ask your father anything you like.' Tracy was unable, so his father did it for him. "'Our stories of growing up are quite similar,' his father said, and he spoke in a slow, deliberate way. "'You'll understand more later.' I'm sure you've heard stories about why I wasn't in your life. Tracy hadn't, actually, so Alvin intervened. Tracy's not going to ask, Alvin said. But let me. I know there are two sides to every story, and I know there's a man's side. Harry looked at Tracy. I don't want you to think of your granny differently. I don't want you to break your plate. Tracy smiled, because it seemed an odd thing for his father to say. He was so formal, and break your plate was a country expression. But Harry didn't want Tracy to lose his meal ticket with Granny. Harry smiled at himself as well. Then he drew in a breath and looked at his son squarely. "'I didn't do the responsible thing at the time,' Harry said. "'There were too many women's voices involved.' I couldn't make a man's decision 
before the decision was made for me. I'm not going to hide anything from you, son, Moody offered. He told me I could stay and live there while I went to school. But your mother couldn't live there with her mother. Your other grandmother, Lucille, didn't want that to happen either. And let's just say your granny's relationship with her wasn't the best. Alvin laughed out loud because Granny thought Lucille was the biggest hypocrite there was. She went to the bigger Baptist church across town. According to Granny, Lucille had no problem running around town in her Cadillac, quoting scripture and looking down on everyone. But when her son got Vera pregnant, she wanted everything swept under the rug. Sure, Granny smoked, drank, and cussed, but she didn't hide it from anyone. She wasn't going to hide Vera and Harry's situation either. Tracy found this out later that afternoon. Everyone had seen Lucille's obituary, with the possible exception of Granny, because Moody kept the newspaper from her. Once Granny went down to her mother's house, Tracy and Moody ended up in the kitchen with the sink cabinet open. Well, Moody said, I was surprised your granny went for that screwdriver crap, but I guess a dryer's the best they could come up with. And Moody looked at his boy. Are you relieved? In some ways, Tracy said. In a lot of ways, it doesn't change anything. But now I wonder. And Tracy felt some anger. Maybe I wouldn't have had to put up with that asshole Bobby this whole time. Your father's a good man. Moody stated. Everyone keeps saying that. And Tracy looked at Moody. And both Alvin and my father said they don't want me to think of Granny any differently. Which made Moody sip his shine and apricots hard. You uh, still got that screwdriver? Moody asked. Tracy had forgotten all about it, but it was still in his pocket, so he nodded. I'm not sure I'm the best one to tell you about that. Moody decided. Why don't you see if your auntie and Alvin got that dryer fixed? Okay, Papa. I'll keep your granny busy in case she comes back. So Tracy went down to Ginny and Alvin's, who were expecting him. Ginny had sent the other kids out of the house and cooked greens and cornbread. The ribs were almost stove done before Alvin would throw them on the grill. It was February but they were Tracy's favorite. Then the two sat down with Tracy to explain. Tracy's father was a few years older than Vera when they dated in high school. They got in trouble when Harry was about to go to college. Lucille didn't want her son to jeopardize his future, and Granny and Moody wanted him to do the right thing. Vera still had one year of high school left, and Moody offered... You can stay and live with us while you go to school, Moody had said, free of charge, and I can help you find a job while you go to school, and we'll help with the baby. To hell with that, Granny had said. He should become a man and live up to his responsibilities. Shut up, Jackie, Moody had said. I'm talking man to man here, so you ain't involved. Oh, I know how to get involved, Granny warned. Aw, shit. Moody said, which was how the issue came to a head. 
Granny had a relation she called Cousin Texas, who had police officers under his command, and he kept a close eye on Granny's girls. If Granny called, Cousin Texas had a squadron search for the boy who had either girl out too late. If he couldn't find them, he dispatched more forces from the state. Fortunately, Harry got Vera home on time, but she was a minor. Granny threatened to charge Harry with statutory rape if he didn't marry Vera, and Cousin Texas could have made that happen. Beyond that, Vera couldn't live in the same house with her mother, a new husband and baby, where every day a look from Granny would be judgment on her mistake. So Tracy's father left West Virginia, and Moody took care of Vera and her newborn. A year later, Vera was married to the wrong man. But Tracy got Freddie out of the deal, so there was a silver lining. Thanks for listening, everyone. If you would like to purchase the book, Dual Citizen, it is available on Amazon. Be sure to search for Dual Citizen, The Connection. All three books, The Connection, The Training, and The Arrival, are available in print as well as on Kindle. Dual Citizen, The Connection, is also available on Audible. So... If you would like to skip ahead and see how everything turns out, feel free. But don't tell your friends the ending. Thanks again, and we hope everyone will find their place at the table.